So, welcome to the Loquacious Podcast. I will be starting this podcast off by giving the backstory of the name. But first of all, my name is Tiffany. Um, welcome and thanks for coming to join me. Uh, the backstory behind loquacious. The definition of it is an adjective and it means tending to talk a great deal or being talkative. So in school, they used to always do the little first day of school getting to know you thing. And it would be like you had to take your name and for each letter in your name, you had to write an adjective that described you. And T for me was always talkative. <laughs> and even when it got shortened down where it was like, just use one word to describe yourself that matches the first letter of your name. That was just always my thing was talkative Tiffany. So it got repetitive into the point where I was just like, mm, I need to find another word for talkative because I am talkative, but I got to find another way. Um, so I used a real thesaurus, which most kids won't know what the fuck that is. But <laughs> I actually went to a bookshelf in my home and pulled out this huge big ass book and looked up the word talkative and I found the word loquacious and I fell in love with it because it sounds ghetto as fuck, but it also sounds intellectual at the same time. And it's a word I know a lot of people don't know and I love words, so I feel like you're reading my screen and you're cheating in life. But <laughs> so that was my thing. Um, I actually won awards for being talkative <laughs> in my baby book in my house. I have actual certificates from summer camp that say award for most talkative, which I think they were trying to be shady, but it's cool. I'm cool with it. It describes me. Um, so a reason for this podcast and the name of it is I can easily sit on a phone with anyone for 45 hours and not shut the fuck up the whole time. Just continue to talk. So I wanted people to have a bird's eye view into some of those conversations that I have because they're not always just, they're just never filled with dead air. But the stuff we talk about is actually kind of deep. And sometimes I learn things about myself and about other people through those conversations. So I wanted to give people a little feel of that. Um, but a side note on being talkative. <laughs> sometimes I feel like it overwhelms people. And I'll be on the phone with them and we'll be like an hour and a half in. And they'll be like, oh man, such and such is calling me. Hold on. Or they'll tell me they call me right back. And they never do. And even when they say somebody's on the other line, they just don't click back over. <laughs> but they also know that I don't like to be on hold long. Like, you got about 30 to 55 seconds before I'm hanging up. And if you really want to talk to me, you're going to call me back, which it just most of the time never happens. So that's how I know I talk too much. Um, so with all that being said, that kind of leads me into my special guest for the night. Our relationship has been built around talking literally because we spent the first three months of our relationship in different states so we had no choice but to talk to each other and we spoke every night for hours literal hours like no less than three but on average about five to six hours a night which just sounds crazy 
but this <laughs> is what we were out here in this world doing. <laughs> and I guess it's what I tell people a lot of times really won me over because I always played 21 questions with boyfriends and people that I was getting to know um, starting really young, which, whatever. So, like, 12, 13, I'd be on the phone trying to play 21 questions, and then 50 Cent came out with the song, so it just, like, really amped it up. But no dude could ever get past, like, question number five. And it was, like, pulling teeth to get to three, four, and five. But when we played, huh, we got to question 100 and something, and I was like, damn. He's really listening. He really cares. Like, the questions weren't just, what's your favorite color? It was, what are some of the things you like to do with your grandfather? What are some values that you have in life? It went deep. So that was one of the things that really caught me. So with that being said, welcome my rock, my lover, my best friend, my guy, my husband, Jeremy. There should be some applause around this bitch. First of all, we're not doing that tonight. Secondly, this is the first one. It's supposed to be janky. We don't have sound effects. We're we not monetized. You're supposed to tell everybody. Like, <laughs> like, oh, no. We're we going to keep it one hundo over here. It's a little bit of mystique to the thing. Nah, you know? it's going to be janky. It's cool, though. It's supposed to be. It's the first one. I don't have high expectations for a reason. That's what just... the fuck? You don't have high expectations? <laughs> hey, listen. Y'all need to... Um, we gonna cut, come back, and do this shit again. No, <laughs> I'm real. You acting like I'm just some piece of. Not <laughs> you. It's not about you. It yes, is it pop- is. It is about me. <laughs> no, listen. all this shit is about me. <laughs> well, wait. You're not listening. If you go back and listen to anyone's podcast, even if they have 200, 300 episodes. The first one, the audio's not that great. They don't really have a structure. That's just how shit goes. So I'm doing my best to combat that, but it's possible it's still gonna happen. But we ain't gotta be like everybody else. You feel me? Oh, jeez, I'm gonna take a drink. Okay. So, <laughs> for this first um, segment, I wanna do a word association. And the reason being is because I love them. And when I thought about why, because everything to me has to have a reason, um, I think it's because I got in trouble a lot as a kid because I would speak before I thought. So it was something I got a whooping for all the time was like, you just don't think before you speak. And it was one of the negative downsides of being loquacious. So for me, it's fun to play word association games because you don't have to think. And also it helps me like getting people's minds I like to see how their mind works and like if their answer would be my answer or if their answer throws me off so I'm gonna give you 10 words you're trying to be like your daddy so you manipulate people you be manipulating I'm not manipulating anybody or manipulating <laughs> you're I'm gonna choose 10 words okay and of these 10 I can pick one to dig deeper in air quotes and speaking of word association, to me, um, the word dig deeper goes to this card game that we have, I feel like, been talking about with everybody. But it's called We're Not Really Strangers. 
and one of our friends, Mateo. Plugging this shit in here. We're not even sponsored yet. Can you let me finish? This is not your podcast, but it's about me. (laughs) (laughs) It's not about you. (laughs) So, my our friend Mateo introduced it to us. And we really enjoyed it. And there's a lot of spinoffs to it. And like Ain't stuff that. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Oh my gosh. I hate it here. Anyway. So there's a lot of expansion packs that you can have to it. We have the couples version along with the original. Um, this is not a paid ad. This is not even an ad at all. I just feel like it's a really nice game. Y'all should go check it out. I'm not giving any more information about it until they start paying me for it. So that was already plugged in. But my husband decided. He needed to jump the gun. So, about these 10 words. Are you ready? Sure. Um, going to use this because I'm going to forget. Party. You alone. Cycle. Menstrual. Forgiveness. Grace. Water. Life. Cook. Meat. Intimacy. Huh? Intimacy. Important. Air. Important as fuck. <laughs> I have a question. Like, can I ask a question? Go. As it pertains to air, like, I'm one of them people, like, I'm just, I don't know, I'm sharing. I'm in a sharing mood. Okay, share. Um, we, I just took a shower. I'm one of them people, like, if I go outside and the outside air touches me, I feel like I got to take another shower. But that shit is stupid because the outside air is the still the inside air. So if the outside air stopped being outside air, we wouldn't have no fucking inside air. It's not the same thing. It is the same. If the no. air cut off outside, the air going to cut off inside. <laughs> Think about this shit. <laughs> if, if God or, or like Dick Gregory oh say, the universal gosh. God, if he clicked that bitch on the, um, on the air setting and turned that bitch off, we, we are doomed. We're going to be out here looking like that fucking is, fish out of water just gasping this. for air. No one is thinking about this it's, but it you. Should be, it should be a collective thought. I'm the air saying, outside is the same as the air inside. But it's not because the air inside is filtered. You know how when you go outside, you smell like outside? So when this you come is just back your inside? own little special air? Yeah. Special, like, how do you claim air? Like I just did. Okay. <laughs> it's you inside. You can buy airspace, though. I didn't, I, we just heard this shit. Literally, I didn't, what? You can buy airspace. Like, you, over buildings, important buildings. That's airspace that's been purchased, and you can't like no You're fly zones and all lying. other types of stuff. All right, look the shit up. I could be lying. I could be wrong, but who knows? Jeremy, if I look this up and it's real, I'm gonna be very upset. <laughs> what? So how do I even Google that? I don't know. Shit, airspace purchase airspace, airspace property. You have a building that airspace. You've purchased that airspace. If you, this is an important building, like a fucking consulate or something. I hate it here. Yeah. <laughs> I read sometimes. It's called air rights. It refers to the real estate owner's license over the vertical space extending above their property within the limits of a zoning district, which literally means the air. 
air. Just open fucking space above your building. You have air rights to it. What the fuck? It's the legal ability to occupy the vertical airspace above a plot. Well, you got to get back to your word if you're getting off topic, off subject. <laughs> we got time. But you just, you just did a lot. Um. Well, that's new information to me. I told you this shit was about me. <laughs> you're my fucking nurse. All right. Next word. Glass. Fragile. Groom. Me. Sleep. Important. Okay. I guess there's no need to dig deeper. We dug deeper already because we did the air um thing. But I do want to mention when you the groom word, my mind went to grooming. Like rape and children neglect. What? That's... Why did you go so dark? Like, that... Oh, no. Like, you talking about fucking clipping little fucking chihuahua. No! Not that you kind of grooming. About, oh, my goodness. I'm talking about grooming. Like, like somebody touching little Sally. Damn, yes. Sally. That's where my mind went. We gotta protect little Sally. If you're a mandated reporter, <laughs> you need to call somebody about little Sally. You don't even know Little Sally, Sally man. Little Sally... Walk a walking down the street. Hey, hey. You don't know that song? I, I, I've never heard this <gasps> Shut up. And she stopped in front of me. She said, Hey, girl, do your thing, do your thing, and switch. Hey, girl, do your thing, do your thing, and switch. No disrespect, but I'm not the one that's supposed to be singing that type of song. No disrespect. <laughs> we did it at dance camp. Okay. And you like you a circle of us, and one girl walks. Shout in. out to where I'm from, but I don't want this to be mis misconstrued <laughs> or misassociated in any type of way. Do you know where the fuck I'm from? <laughs> dance camp. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I did dance camp in my fucking living room. <laughs> I'm Chris Brown and you in my living room. That's dance camp right there. Oh my gosh. Well, I was explaining that the girls are in a circle and you sing that song and you like skip in the inside of the circle. One girl does. And then whenever you stop in front of another girl and it says, hey girl, do your thing, you do your thing. You speak a language to me. You might as well are you listening ching, though? Ching, 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 ching. But then one girl dances and she does her little move and then the other girl has to mirror that on the other round. And I used to love it because I was the only one who could really dance. So I'd be like oh TikToking and pop locking and twerking. And then the girl next to me would be like, I can't. No. No disrespect <laughs> to the ching chong, ching ching chong. I was just making it a so Oh, oh, Lord. See, you're going to get canceled. I love Chinese. No, Chinese we're going to get canceled before we even start. So the next segment <laughs> is current events. I feel like there's a lot going on in the world. And it's hard to know what you should be keeping up with and also what's true. Because they be trying to kill people off every fucking day. Like, it's bad. They will tell you anybody is dead. So, what? they will. If you go on the internet, they're constantly saying somebody's dead. Get off the internet. That is not <laughs> dead. Shit, we gotta get some. Everybody needs to take 
At least what Michelle Obama go play thirty minute play. Everybody need to take thirty minutes a day and not be on the fucking internet. Well, that shit can be depressing. It can be. Um. So, have you heard anything interesting? I wasn't on the internet today. I was in the news. Um, Just in general, in like the last week or so. I don't really recall, to be totally, totally honest. And I know I'm supposed to be up on some of these things, but sometimes I I don't, I just want to leave. It's better to disassociate. I, I, I just want to fucking leave and not well, pay attention I... to all the crazy, crazy stuff that be going on from time to time. If it don't concern me, because this shit is about me once more and again. It oh. all comes back. God dog it, I'm important as shit. Um, it, if it don't it really necessarily concern me, I... Um, I, I I don't tend to pay attention to it or you to be honest. I'll be honest about that shit. That works. Now, unless you you can just read me something or headline and see if I heard or if I had a thought. Well, about it. since you don't have anything, that's exactly what I'm about to do. Okay. If you cool, could just cool. give me two point five two my seconds. My bad. I'm sorry. I I, I You're I, gonna remember that excited. this is mine. I get excited YouTube. real quick. Okay, so I'll one of the things that happened was. <laughs> Tua had a concussion. Oh, yeah. They trying to kill their mind. Um, yeah. But one thing that did happen today is they announced that they fired the doctor. They was kind of supposed to because they trying to kill that boy. Yeah, that's a problem. Oh, my goodness. His fingers. But do you know did how you see important? the picture Hold of on. his fingers? I seen it. He was, they say he was throwing up gang signs. Shout good out night. to Victor Brown. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Football is very important. That shit... Well, you you have to do shit in the right way, but at the same capacity, there's a whole another deeper story of my little context clues or fucking conspiracy theory about football. But I love it. I watch the shit every Sunday and Saturday. I feel like football is equivalent to the fighting they did in the Coliseum in the Roman Coliseum. So, uh, you must have been talking to Chris Chris Hayes. I was gonna say the whole boy government name, and I, was, I did just say his government name. You did. Fuck. I'm happy he's living a a, a mandated reporter ass life. <laughs> he's nigga work with kids. <laughs> he's a good people. He he's good people. He's good people. Shout out to But him. I feel like that's what it is. Like it's historically the most sought after things are things where pain is involved and especially with humans. Gladiator type stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Machismo shit. type stuff. I couldn't do the shit. I was scared. So the I got next... hit one time and got upset. I'm the type of pe- people, person, like I can't do too much of shit like that. I get, I used to get mad. Like if somebody hit me, I do the face shaking shit and go try to slap them back and then get beat up. I done been beat up a couple times before. Mm, that, that suck. This don't suck. It's so... true. It's, it's like I, <laughs> I wasn't hard. I'll be honest with you. I appreciate it. So the next thing I saw was. And this is not research. This is like Facebook post. Haven't done my due diligence behind it. But it said that there was $330 million spent on like this spaceship for it to go up in space and be crashed by an asteroid. Did you see this? Oh, I saw it. But that also brings into my mind the I saw a news thing from this morning. I did see something this morning that was interesting. It's about a ship. It brought to the mind. The ship. They say there's this new little bullet ship that will get you from New York to London, and instead of, I ship think that what it, what or it, a train, it's, it's a it's a plane, a ship. 
what I call plane ships. Um, what? Airships. Airship. You've never heard of an airship before? I'm, I'm making up shit. <laughs> you are clearly making shit up. Nah. An airship is a thing. You ain't got... You trying to... You fact checking me like on everything? Yep. I want to know because fact you're not about to everything. sell me on no motherfucking... Airship is a word. <laughs> Yeah, read to the people that it's a word or it's a thing. No, I don't want to. Man, you, you <laughs> don't judge me. I know this shit is about me. You're judging the fuck out of me. I'm smart sometimes too. An airship is an aircraft type. It, <laughs> but it says a dingable balloon. Like a blimp. You yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> this country got big lips. <laughs> That's what she said. Um. Yeah, it looks ask like a blimp, and ask, fuck it her. is an airship. I don't like Jeremy. He works on my nerves. Why did I decide to do this with him first? Okay, <laughs> so my issue with this whole $330 million situation is people out here is broke, but also that means something is coming. That means they didn't just they do that it, shit. To like for shits and giggles, they did it because something is up there coming our way, and they don't want us to know or it, panic. It and I don't like that. It always be that type. Of That's shit. ghetto. Well, we can't say too much of shit like that. Our FBI agent is listening. Oh well, fun times. So the next current event is quite long, and I hate that it's on my phone because I don't want the audio to be messed up. So I'm gonna try to keep it still as possible, but. This next article was about a professor and he's upset that um, there are woke people in this world. And he feels like there should be an organization for anti-racism, but that like that should be as far as it goes. So he feels like mostly Asian people, but a lot of white people are not getting into medical schools because even if their grades are really high and it's all because they're letting so many black people in that just have subpar grades what i swear to you is he of the caucus yes he his name is dr stanley goldfarb and he is 78 years old so he's he's in that generation but he yeah he said He's the chairman of Do No Harm, which is an organization that combats attacks on the medical profession from woke activists. And he just feels like, like, this is not okay. Like, white kids deserve better, and the medical profession is going to shit because black people are coming in and changing things. Do you and know that that's the, 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 the precipice or whatever the word is for racism? That yeah. every time somebody tries to, or... Or whatever the word is, oppression. Every time somebody tries to stand up and fight for themselves or, or have something good for them going, somebody comes slap them in their fucking face, talking about bitch, you doing too much? No. Oh, but it goes so much deeper. Just I wait for oh, it. Oh shit. <laughs> so um the new person that's like over the department that he works for at the school is this black doctor. And he's like, She needs to go. Like I'm sick of her. And 
she was like, well, he just represents most of the white male doctors that are here that are enjoying their privilege and they're just mad that it's leaving. So they're in a whole argument. But how it gets deeper is the Supreme Court is going back into session October 3rd. So let me tie this in for you the best I can because, yes, I read all this and understood it while I read it. But now that I'm looking back over it, it's a lot. And I don't want to read it over again and try to figure it out. So I'm going to try to sum it up the best I can. There are like five cases that the Supreme Court are going to go back for. Um, and they're horrible. They are not good. Like if we thought the abortion situation was bad, shit is about to go down. And I don't think anybody knows. And especially in our generation, I just don't think that we are up on the news the way that like my dad or my mom is, which they're not in the same generation as everybody else's parents. Let me preference that. My parents had me at 40, so they are in a whole nother league. My parents are old enough to be my grandparents. So they look at things differently. But hey, it's different than this generation. Even my older siblings. 33. Yeah, which is crazy. But it happens. But my siblings are in the age range of Jeremy's mom. So, like, most people's parents. Hold on. You trying to act like my mom is some spring chicken. Well, she is. She's she a pretty is. lady and all the good type of stuff. She got... Never mind. So, <laughs> these cases that they have, they could end affirmative action uh, in higher education for good, which ties back into what this guy was saying. So they're going back in and they're going to vote on possibly just taking it all away altogether. So now there's no more affirmative action, which I had no clue affected Asians. I would have put them in the people of color, but clearly they're in a category of their own because everything that I was reading was like, they're the most oppressed by the, by that law. Asians? Yeah. Oh. That's interesting. How are they not a part of affirmative action? I thought people of color was like Asians, Hispanics, Pacific Islanders. I thought anyone who wasn't white. Damn, give everybody a color. That's some stupid shit. Yeah. So are they just like too light to qualify? I don't know. It's weird, but like to read about it and be like, Okay, they're they're oppressed from this. I don't. I, it just doesn't make sense. So they're also making restrictions on voting laws, and one word that kept coming up is gerrymandering. And I feel so dumb for not knowing what that is because I feel like it's something I've heard a lot of, but I didn't look up beforehand. Um, I was trying to see if I could pull up a definition really quick. So it says to manipulate the boundaries of an electoral constituency so as to favor one party or a class. Is you is or is you not? Okay, so basically what they're saying is that you manipulate the boundaries of where people vote. To a degree, it's like my boy. Because <laughs> I belong to a certain organization. And we should not have to say his name here. But we know that Negro sold his soul to the devil. That's the Soggy Bottom Boys. 
gray mode. He was trying to manipulate the system. He needed them people's votes badly so he could be the mayor or whatever at the time. Damn, white folks. I'm so, basically, yeah, that's happening. So they're trying to mess with the maps and make it to where there's no oversight over it. So they can just do whatever they want. They can just make whatever they want up to where it's in the best interest of Republicans and nobody can tell them that they're wrong or that it's not in their rights. So another thing that they have is um, about the laws for like habeas corpus. So basically if you feel like you were wrongly convicted of something, they're trying to take more of their rights away to be able to overturn it. Can we I just wish we would stop all this prison system shit. Do you know schools are like prison? They like we're training kids to like be systematically organized to be in a system. You got a fucking warden. You got parole, the teachers and all the good type of shit. You get out to go. You get out of school to get on the yard. You, If you're doing real hard time, they send your ass upstate to the home or some shit. To ISS. Now, and then ISS is solitary confinement. Yeah, that's the whole. The whole. Hell yeah, you in there, bitch. 23 hour lunch. lockdown. Yeah, you eat your lunch in there. Shoot program, nigga. I can't deal with you. <laughs> So all Jake, I hate it. You will never be back on. You do the most. This situation they have going on, it's a lot. It's a whole lot, a whole lot of going on. They ask you if you want to go home or do you want to go to jail? Pass me the bitch. (laughs) A Los Angeles narcotic narcotics agent. Lost his life today in the line of duty. He is survived by his wife and his infant child. Do you want to go home or do you want to go Jake? Last part. Medicaid. This is something else they'll be voting on. Um, They will pretty much be given the rights to states. And that state can decide if they want their residents to have Medicaid or not. Which is an issue for me in general with being somebody that's traveled abroad. Like, why don't we have universal health care? There's no profit. Okay, well, not why. I know why. There's no profit in health. Right. There's no... No, there's plenty of profit in health. I think you got it backwards. There's plenty of profit in it, which is why they won't make it universal. Okay. There's more profit in it being privatized and people struggling to get it. So then people get on Medicaid and now you're saying that you're going to allow states to be the ones to decide that. Well, okay, this to tie this shit back together, the dude is mad because more black people are being doctors or getting accepting into doctor schools. You're talking about they're changing Medicaid. States like they're they're trying to say like we don't need no more doctors and no shit like that. It seems like it or some shit. Like if, if you make it harder for people to be doctors, or you're saying that the dude is saying that there is possibly too many doctors because there are more black people um, about to become doctor or people of color who are in medical school 
so what's the point? So what's the point of, of people going to medical school and them changing laws to where health care is not affordable to people? And if they can't go to the doctor, how the fuck are they supposed to get paid? So they trying to kill us, simply put. They're trying to kill us. If you're listening, Bill Gates, I'm sorry, I mean, or whoever, <laughs> if you're wow. listening, y'all don't have to try to kill us like this. We could, we could, we could do some great shit if we could be alive. It just doesn't make sense. I think we should have universal health care. I think True. we have the funds, and I think that they proved they had the funds. They gave everybody stimulus, stimulus checks. checks. Like, oh shit, here we could really take care of y'all motherfuckers if we just had to. But it's not them taking care of us. It would still be in your taxes. It's not. It's like everybody who works would put a certain tax towards it. But there's no way that that tax would be any more than what you pay in health insurance every month. You're paying $700 damn near for two people on health insurance. You wouldn't a month. You wouldn't pay $700 in taxes a month. So that, again, makes me almost believe that money is... It is fake, but we don't want to talk about this shit. Money is fake. So if they were able to just give us free money to a degree of what every, a lot of people were mad at, um, people who weren't able to get a fucking stimulus check because they make over fucking $300,000 a year. Like, bitch, you, you live very, very fucking comfortably to a degree, depending on what the fuck you do with your life. So if they give us money, we're going to get that shit right back. And you talking about taxes, we pay a tax on everything. So if you just gave me $20,000 right now, I'm going to go spend some money. And the taxes will be, you're going to recoup all this shit right back to me. It's like, like I wish I had a dick like that. They come right, right back, give it, and then come. All right. Shit, way off team. topic. And so that's pretty much all the current events I had. But I am afraid for what is coming because this conservative situation in Supreme Court is is crazy. And we're supposed to be celebrating that we have this beautiful black queen with her beautiful locks and her luscious lips and her black beauty is in there. Katanji? I don't know who that is. Oh, I'm so sad that you don't know because that is just awful. You have got to do your research. She is the first black woman on the Supreme Court. And she is not just any black woman. She has locks. Well, educate me, queen. <laughs> she has full, <laughs> luscious lips. She is the essence Marie? of a. She looks like she smells like cocoa butter. I just. She's a black. Ooh, we all love her. Ooh, black I I love woman that smells like cocoa butter and baby. Oh my god. How you gonna put some cocoa butter? Oh in baby oil? my gosh. So Katanji's in, and then her name is not like you know. She is more qualified than anybody on there. Beautiful black woman. Now that's Auntie. Smart. That's Teedy. I was gonna say she never mind. So yes, it should be a time to celebrate, but there's she's not in the majority and there's a lot of stuff that is being overturned that is really, really important. Like really voting mm -hmm. rights. And I feel like all this is coming now after black people have started to turn out for voting because I, w I hope this next generation is understanding that it's not about voting for the president. It's about voting for your state officials, for your local officials, because that's where it starts to get the vote that you need for the presidential elections. So 
I think more people are starting to understand that and see that once you shift things at the lower levels, it changes things at the higher levels. Like what happened with Georgia and Stacey Abrams. Georgia, I hear you. I think I I, I wanted to say um, honestly, and this is like no shade at me or anything like that, because um, I do talk positive about myself, thanks to you. Um, I understand. I want, I wish you were talking about the younger generation. I believe that the younger generation will be a little bit smarter than me because I have, I come from a, a thought pattern of like, we really don't control this shit no way. So it really don't fucking matter. Um, but living here in this rural town of, of our Kansas, as they would say, I've, I've gotten a glimpse shot of a picture of how local politics work and how they affect on a national level or starting here local in a little township then it goes statewide and then it goes national or, or federal um the picture i saw or how it, how it's described to me is that we mostly don't know anything about politics because it it doesn't come to us or, or most black people come from a, a situation like i do where we don't feel that we have any say so because there's still a bunch of small towns that are still still whitewashed to a degree and i uh hate to offend anybody. I mean, I don't care. Fuck it out of it. It's the truth. Um, most, the the society or the systemic, or shit, the systemic oppression and racism that still happens and goes on is, is still a thing. Um, I was going to describe how I learned or what made it a clear picture for me in this small town. Um, we're, we have this house that we rent. The dude is a realtor and all that good type of stuff. And, he had on his front yard that he wanted us to vote for his good buddy, um, the sheriff. And it was them connecting and them having funds and pulling their funds together to fund this campaign race because black people, most black people don't know that you have to have money to run for office. Like you got to put your name in there, you know, put a bid, have people to back you and endorse you financially and whatever else people endorse people with, with good words and all the good type of shit. Um, he put his buddy in, in, in office and all the good type of stuff. And now his buddy is, is in office. And now he gets to kind of sort of whisper or even vote on the things that he agrees on that may be lower taxes for his property and stuff like that. And I think that was something that was implemented here in town. Um, I could be wrong, but that's how that shit is, is connected. And we don't know that we need to be connected to to other people or, you know, network so that maybe our ideas could be heard or, like you say, show up to vote so that our voices could be heard. I, I didn't know that you should show up and, and vote and let your voice be heard. You're in these hands. Oh, my gosh. I wish people could see. I just gave see. an eloquent speech and you're talking about these hands. <sighs> Because okay, they can hear. Please excuse my. Oh my gosh. They can. <coughs> can can you shut? Can shut up. First of all, they can they can hear you. Everything you said sounds great, but they cannot see your hands or feel this whole couch vibrating because you speak so hard with your hands. But I, I do R&B agree. Hands. Not R and B hands. I agree with what you're saying. So that ties in. To my next segment of a blackity black black fat 
And today's fact is about Claudette Colvin. She was born in 1939, but she's actually still alive. And she is a martyr. <laughs> she is actually the first person to refuse to get off of a bus and get put off and arrested. Rosa Parks is not the first person to you refuse. She was 15 at the time and she chose to not sit in the back of the bus. She sat in the middle and she knew that it was her constitutional right that she could sit there. And so she decided to remain seated when they tried, the driver tried to move her and she was arrested for it. And because of her age at the time, it was kind of like kept hush hush. But Rosa Parks took on that that role, but she was not the first. Claudette Colvin was the first, and this woman is still alive to this day. I think that points to we we also need to always you know pay reference to people who paved the way before us. Also, too, I hate that. We don't have access to a lot of this knowledge or, or if like it, I didn't learn anything like that in school and you didn't learn anything like that in school because <laughs> the history was was selective or it was painted as a picture of what they wanted to give us or wanted what they wanted us to learn to keep us kind of sort of in line or blind. That is other a facts. segment for a whole nother day about okay. me and <laughs> being black in a white school system. That that is a whole whole other situation say, I can't come back even though this shit was about for me. a different day but crazy enough that thought leads me into my next thing um called a pump and dump and mm, i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna <laughs> explain to you what you <laughs> i'm gonna explain what a pump and dump is in my terms so I am a therapist and in therapy, I ask my clients when they first get there to do a pump and dump. And what I mean about it is what is, what has your heart pumping? What is pissing you off? What is on your mind? What is stopping you from getting to where you need to get in my session? Not my session, cause that sounds horrible, but in our session, in their session, um, so kind of like what's pumping you up and stopping you from progressing towards your goals and we're going to dump it all out get it out um get it off your chest let it go we're relate and release and move forward so i have my own pump and dump that i'd like to talk about that goes into what we were just talking about with the school system and being me being in an all-white school system pretty much uh, but since you are my guest, I will ask you if there's anything that you would like to pump and dump. Like to, to get out, clear the air about, or get some clarity on? Okay. I mean, I ain't, I be chilling. I ain't nothing like really pissing me off. It doesn't have to piss you off. It could just be something that is on your mind that you want to get off your chest and let go of. The only thing that comes to mind right now is like, I think we all just need to believe in ourselves. If if we could come into more agreement of believing in ourselves and kind of sort of moving outside of fear, I think we can um, accomplish a lot of things. 
I know personally, I don't want to continue to be captured um, and, and corralled by fear. Um, I use, you saw them C words? That's good alliteration. Good grief. I'm good with words too. Lil Wayne taught me. Um, like, I, I don't want to be corralled by fear and because it is, it's a powerful motivator, but it's an even more hell of a, a holder backer. I can't think of a better word to say than a holder backer. Um, one thing I've recently learned, and two, as it relates to fear, is it, it makes you uncomfortable. Sometimes you got to operate in the uncomfortable so that you can be comfortable. I want to continue to operate in being uncomfortable so I can get to a place where I am completely comfortable and at peace. I just, ooh, I want some fluffy peace. A piece of you. <laughs> you saw what I did there? I did it. I did it. What is what is the what is that when the word sounds like something else like a peace, homophone. peace, a homophone? What is onomatopoeia? Smack, <laughs> crack. Okay, pow, so right my pump and dump is um, talking about code switching. So I before I started this podcast, one of my insecurities was that was my voice. Um, And it's because I was made to be sensitive about it. So growing up, I code switched and didn't know that I was code switching. So it got brought up a lot, mainly around like middle school, junior high. I could be in a group of my friends who were mostly white. Okay, lies. All white. And we would be talking and then my black friends could pass by or they could come to my house and now they're in my environment and my voice would switch. And it's not just the the vernacular or like the things that I said, but my tone of voice, everything changes. And so I've always been really insecure because I don't sound the same. So throughout this podcast, you will hear me sound a million different fucking ways it's all me. Nothing is fake. I'm not putting on with different guests. It just happens. Sometimes I feel like I sound super country. Um, and to me, that comes from being in Monroe for so long. Not fun, bro. So being in North Louisiana. Monroe right now. Oh, oh wow. Being in North Louisiana made me country. Because uh, a lot of people up there have really strong accents. <laughs> A lot of people, but backstory, my dentist growing up was from Ravel and that's the only, (laughs) that is the only person that I knew from that area. And he was like, it's a very small town. And if you pass, you won't even see it if you blank. And his accent is super strong and it's like no one's ever heard. So I used to love to go to the dentist just to hear him talk. So then when I went to school up there, it was like, oh, some people really sound like this. Like, to me, the person who sounds most like my dentist is Abby. Shout out to Abby. But Abby Lee from Start, Louisiana, she is country. And she has a little girl named Sutton. And I just love to hear her say her name. Sutton. Good old Sutton. (laughs) I just, it's cute to me. So... Back to what I'm saying, basically, is I felt really insecure about it. Um, 
because I just sound different. Like if I'm tired, if I'm excited, if I'm at home, so which is South Louisiana for me, then sometimes that accent will come out. But it'll come out more when I'm around my family than I'm with you. So true. Um, but I feel like it switches up with you too. I don't know. I I just sound different. Sometimes I get on the phone, my friends, and they'll be like, "Who's this white girl on the phone?" <laughs> and just and the more pissed off I get, is the more proper I get, which is a problem. <laughs> yeah, your sister, your sister, child. <laughs> So don't don't piss me off because I'm getting super proper and eventually I'm gonna get super like technical and lawyery like <laughs> matter oh, of fact really? <laughs> just so the record shows big sis vibes big sis <laughs> see now Jeremy fucking with me <laughs> because sis. he's talking about my sister who is a lawyer but her and I have. Our lovely differences because our personalities are so different. But y'all don't see what I see. And we're never going to see what you see. The one time her and I saw (laughs) that we looked alike, we both freaked out. We were like, (laughs) I looked in the mirror and I saw you. Oh my gosh. It's awful. Do you know um, my blackity black, black, black fact um, to a degree? Do you know that there's like certain, there's a, I believe there's a core study where they help um, people or like professors or they, I think they're teaching teachers some, this, that they are helping teachers, excuse me, they're helping teachers be able to better relate to black kids by understanding their Ebonics and the colloquialisms of the black community. That's not cute. I don't like it. So they're teaching some um, there's some coursework and I believe it's, it's for teachers or it was probably it was introduced to me from the thought of teachers of that they need to understand and be able to connect with they don't their, need to understand how their children speak. so no. we have a special even dialect and I, I hate I, was, I guess I'm going to the point of we've always been taught that certain things that we say or certain things that we do are incorrect are incorrect and that's from a different cultural perspective that's but that's because we had, they felt like we, it was okay to have that vernacular at home because that was within your family. But when you went outside, you had to speak properly because that's why what do, saved you. What, why do, why does the world want to be the same? Why do we have to be the same? Like that. No one is the same. Okay, but you understand past that, that this is all back to slavery and how it was just like, okay. When you go outside, you need to present yourself in the best way possible. And the staple of the best way possible was a Eurocentric way. It was to speak properly, to dress up nicely. like. But even though all of them weren't speaking properly or dressing nicely, that's what we were left to believe we needed to do. So then that's something you did with your with your people, with black people. And that's what happened with me is like, I was doing it and didn't know I was doing it because when I would get home and I'd get around black people like, hey, baby, what you doing? Oh, my goodness. You know, we just we just talking and words are shortened and nothing sound the same. And then when I'm around my right friends, it just kind of like <laughs> switched up. But I didn't know it was happening. 
You have to blend into your surroundings for your survival. But I don't want that. Like, if we raise, if we were to raise kids and they were to go to school in that environment, I want them to be 100% themselves. And I also don't want some teacher that is not black trying to, like, walk up to my kid and be like, hey, what you doing? Well, well I wasn't saying that. I'm saying that. Oh, okay. No, I'm like, I don't yeah. need them just walking around trying to. No, talk like us and thinking, oh, because I sound like you no, now, I'm relatable. It was, it was a positive thing of that. She, the, I, it was a lady that I seen talking about it. She was saying like, it's a need that she that they it's a it's a prevalent and pertinent need to be able to understand, um, maybe urban youth to a degree. It was it was like a savior type thing, not a bad thing. Oh, again, my boss is saying it was like again. To better teach, to better give information, yeah, to better that understand. They would, but what would you teach them? Because like even no, I'm just saying teaching in in general of education. No, you know? what I'm saying is even being a black student in a class of 33 kids, and I'm the only black kid, and it's all white kids. I still to this day wouldn't know what to tell my teachers. To make that would have made me feel more comfortable in those situations, or like they get it, they know me. Oh, like there's nothing that they could have said or did that would have made me feel like, oh, they're on my side. I was gonna say that's because as young people, you're often stifled at from, uh, stifled in your voice. Like you don't, you you only see adults as authoritarian and authoritative figures. Which is, but not that, me. That creates a good balance. But I mean, I'm not saying like everybody. We need to just all be go be friendly and be touching on little Sally and shit. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that as therapists, you are trained to understand that this person and this voice matters, and that you're an advocate for. Well, your yeah, client, grad school you know I mean? was like extreme with and when it came to diversity. We had to take a whole semester of it where we had to role play each other and like. We had to pretend to be an, a native Indian woman with long black hair. And like one of my <laughs> one of my classmates was like, oh, I love your long black hair. And we were like, X, <laughs> you as a white woman cannot walk in that room with that Indian woman and just start going in on her hair. Like because that is tied into your biases, like anything that you see as an American when it relates to an Indian, which is not the proper word. So when you see Native Americans, you think about teepees and you think about feathers and you think about long black hair. So as a white person, you can't go in there and make that your first thing. Like it makes people uncomfortable. So I had to be the one along with my other black girl power, Tiffany had to explain why that's like, it's a part of our identity, but it's not something we want called out first by another race. Because we don't want to be defined in just that box of what they find is beautiful. Like, you could have just walked in and told a woman she was pretty. But what I mean by extensive is, like, the Asian culture. We had to learn about how, like, they don't like eye contact or how in their families mostly they have multiple generations in the household. So what's normal for us as far as like, oh, you don't tell your parents this, you don't do this around your parents, they don't live with you, is different. 
So we, it was extensive. Like we really had to go through and learn specific things about people's cultures, which I learned firsthand by traveling. Like simple things like pointing. I tell you that all the time. Like I don't, I try not to point with one finger because it can be offensive. And then people, especially in our culture, start to look for who you're pointing to and what you're pointing at. But for some reason, if you point with two fingers, it's less offensive. I don't know. It's just... Oh, you watching Hocus Pocus. I cast a spell on you. See, I ain't got time for that. I never watched and that a day in my life. You about to get yourself in trouble. You ain't never watched Hocus Pocus? No, and I'm not ever going to, and I'm okay with that. Hocus oh. Pocus, Harry Potter, hey, Star Trek, Star Wars. What watch, else you want me to name? I don't mouth. watch none of that you stuff. You do not talk dirty about my boy Harry James Potter. No. Is that the man real middle yeah. name? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not talking dirty about my boy HP. You're n- no, believe me what I say. You're not, hey, listen, we about to cut this shit out because we're not going to be taking a fucking Harry Potter slander around this bitch. It's October 2. I should watch all seven of them bitches right now. I mean, I I, I need to take like three Adderall to do this shit, but it's possible. Um, I don't even take shit like that. Take me an upper. <laughs> I'm dying not because I think Jeremy is funny talking about drugs and he's not prescribed. I'm laughing because Harry Potter middle name is Jay. You think I'm lying about this shit? <laughs> Why the fuck would I lie? Shout out to James Jackson. Here's Who the, the fuck is James Jackson? <laughs> think about it. Take a second. Ding. I really don't know. Is that Michael Jackson? Oh, oh shit. Damn. Brittany. She fucked up. Okay. So, um, guys, on, we you are got, on... You need to apologize to Harry James Potter. No, I'm not apologizing to nobody. <laughs> um, The last thing that we will do before we end this is affirmations. Um, So, to let y'all key into why I like them and something about me and about us is we went to couples counseling. And before I even preference the rest of this, I feel like there needs to be a narrative change on that because I'm pretty sure as soon as everybody that listens to this hears that we went to couples counseling, they're going to think something was wrong. It was. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What I mean by this is like... We were not going because uh, we felt like we were about to divorce or like we were on the brink of separation. <laughs> we wanted to figure some shit out, like about oh, life shit. and about our future plans <laughs> together. Turned... <laughs> that wasn't the initial thought. What was the initial thought? Then? What you just said. That was the initial oh, thought. Oh, what was the saying? Um, okay. We got to make a decision. We so. Can, you got a choice to make. Is you in or is you out? Is you is or is you ain't <laughs> is my you baby? You, I hope we that bitch go hard. That's okay, but focus, focus, focus with me. Stay with me. Okay, so I need the narrative to change about that something is wrong because you went to therapy. I think that people should be in therapy in general as like, 
a needed. Your mental health don't matter. They don't give a fuck about what you think and how you feel. It would be important though if they would pay like all therapists, like real like doctor money, because we really help and motivate people and all that good type of shit. I say we, and I'm but I'm about to leave this bitch. Fuck all that shit. I'm finna go slang these jokes. Um, it's important. It should be important. And like you said, it it all comes from like what we were taught. We were no disrespect. It's a great show. We were just talking, watching Martin a couple days ago, and Gina issued the thought of we might need to go to couples counseling. Martin's like, I ain't finna go see no fucking psychiatrist. Like, ain't nobody tell me how to be me. That no nobody's really telling you how to how to be you. Um, they're helping you be you more unapologetically and help you be more of a a better version, a better version of you. Um, So I I, I agree with you that there should be a a change in narrative for all therapies. Just like going to the fucking doctor. Nobody criticize you for going to the doctor. You went to your dick doctor or your vagina doctor. Nobody says shit to you about it. Is there... Yeah, there's a there's a dick doctor, there's a urologist, mm-hmm. and there's a vagina doctor, a gynecologist. Don't nobody criticize you for trying to make sure your dick and your pussy healthy. Fuck you, mean? Okay, well. Why can't your mind be healthy? So because your mind is not important. It's your genitals it's, that's more important. That's a deeper conversation. Therapy too. is good opportunity to learn and to grow and that can be done individually it could be done as a couple as a family or even platonic relationships which i hope therapy becomes popular enough to where when friends have conflicts they decide to go to therapy together and kind of work it out um because it's just a good place to go where you can talk things out in an unbiased environment and a safe space but also with that being said that jogged my memory and made me think about the fact that all therapists are not good therapists for you <laughs> um, in general, but not for you also. So sometimes for me, I feel like I tell people that finding your therapist is like dating. Sometimes you have to go through a couple of people to figure out who really fits you and your style and kind of so, not what you believe, because the point is to find someone that's outside of your perspective that's going to be unbiased. But um, for me personally, the first time I went to therapy was not helpful and it was in college. It was the day that my grandfather passed away and I went to talk to somebody and he talked about himself the whole time and about the losses that he had. And I was like, yep, this is not a good fit. So it, I waited probably four or five years before I went back. And the next time I went, I went to an older white woman and she made me feel like shit. Um, She was helpful, but she made me feel like shit when I would give backstories about my family and about how things (laughs) are run in a black household and about like getting whoopings as a kid. She really wanted to convince me that I was abused and like on a whole nother level of abuse. Like she, she made me feel like we should have called the people on my mama that day. And that's a problem. Like it goes back to the topic of what we were just talking about as far as diversity, like being competent of other people's lives and the way they live. Like 
Most people would know that whooping a child is normal in a black household. Does it make it right? I truly don't believe so. I have different views on that now. We can get into that a whole nother session later. But for me, if she understood the background and the commonality of whoopings, I think she wouldn't have pressured me to believe that my mom was this horrible woman because she whooped me. Um, and there's other things that she did that just really turned my nose up. So you sometimes you have to take time to find somebody that you feel safe and you feel comfortable with. But once you do that, I think the therapy is an amazing thing. And the stigma should change that something is wrong with you or wrong with your relationship if you go. Um, sometimes it's just good for maintenance and to get a different perspective on finances, on... <laughs> I was going to say... I, um, Lots of things. Um, they treat, like, therapy or therapists like the doctors treat um, dentists. Like, they don't believe, like, they're real doctors. To You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, to piggyback on what you're saying, like, you ch- can shop for therapists. You can find a, a good fit for you, but you can also give them the same grace that you give other doctors or nurses and all the good type of stuff. If you got injured today and had to go to a local emergency room, you're not going to question that person and tell them, bring me a fuck my doctor from Louisiana. No, if this bitch can save your life, you should try to let them save your life and then, you know, get back to your doctor and all the good type of stuff. But That makes me think about the crazy conversation I had with this girl who said her whole family is racist and that I asked her, like, what would happen if they were in a life or death situation and the only doctor around was black? And her answer to me was, oh, they take the help. But afterwards, they would just be like, oh, somebody really taught that monkey well. But that's stupid. Like, I, th- this is my only, this is one of my passionate points. This is my whatever thing, the shit that gets my blood boiling com- part of the conversation. Racism shouldn't fucking exist at all. Like, from a, 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 a microscopic or, or the smallest perspective. If I go punch somebody next door who does not look like me in the fucking lip, they're going to fucking bleed at the end of the day. The same way. The same fucking way. So, why should I distrust you or discredit you or discredit anybody that don't, I guess, look like me? Or we we are different. That goes back to the original thing of why all this shit is about me because I'm smart. But no, um... Of about, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh wow, cause I just live in your mind. You should. <laughs> Ooh, you're some dead face. Like, what the fuck this nigga was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, while you're thinking about that, let's just get through these affirmations because we got way off. Um, I'm talking about racism. Yes. And why that shit shouldn't. It shouldn't exist. Matter. It shouldn't matter. So in therapy. Now that we've moved past the point of the stigma of it. Uh, we learned about trauma sayings. So basically what they were is things that you have taught yourself as a kid. And you continue to believe. And as an adult, you act on these sayings with sometimes without realizing it. And it could be things like, I'm a burden. I'm not good enough. Um, they're just mantras that held true as a kid. So now you use them as an adult to, to kind of go through your life experiences. Um, so once we discovered ours, 
we have been working on replacing those things with positive affirmations and trying not to live within that trauma saying. So, um, I was thinking that you could create one based off of something that we've talked about tonight, or you can share with other people one that you've been using lately. Um, based on the conversation tonight, um, one that comes to mind immediately was that I am black history, and uh, that just means that I'll research more black history, black tracks, and be more in the know of, of what's going on and what's affecting us um, as a community. I feel like you're talking really low. But that's that's the one. That's one. Um, okay. And mine would be... You are enough. I don't know why that came to mind, but I guess with everything that is happening right now in my life, uh, as far as opening an office building. Ooh, wee. Talk your shit, queen. Oh, goodness, which is seems overwhelming, but I am enough. I deserve it. I'm enough to have it. I am enough of a therapist and of an educated woman to provide therapy to other people. I am enough the way I am to have a podcast and to talk to people. And no matter what I sound like or what I'm talking about, I'm enough. So use those affirmations over the next couple weeks to get y'all through. Uh, If you are not black, (laughs) you can take that part out and just say that you're history. Go make history. Go do something great. Go provide somebody with something that will last a lifetime. And know that you are enough. So we're going to wrap this up. I want to wish you light, love, and healing on your life's journey. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Oh, we Martin. <laughs> I didn't want, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry I lied to you, Martin. I just didn't want to go to Arizona. I'm sorry I lied to you, Martin. I just didn't want to go to Arizona.